Today is Friday, April 22nd. The title for our devotional is New Creations. Remember, this week we're talking about how death to self is a necessary factor in experiencing the resurrection life of Jesus. Upon receiving that resurrection life, we are then new creations in Christ. This changes everything about who we are. So let's dive right into our text for today. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5, beginning here in verse 14 through verse 17. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Paul's use of the word controls in verse 14 has always been fascinating to me. The word is sometimes used of tying two things together so that they can function properly. It's used to describe Jesus in Luke 8.45 of a crowd pressing in on him so he couldn't move. It's used of someone under guard or held in custody. So Paul is saying that the love of Christ weighs so heavily on him that it is almost restrictive. And in that, it compels him to his ministry in spite of the suffering that he has dealt with. When he grasped the love of Christ in the cross, he cannot but continue to pursue this apostolic ministry that Christ has called him to. Verses 14c and 15 restate what he said, what we we said on Monday and Tuesday this week. Before we experience resurrection life, we must first experience death to our old life. This newness of life then is no longer lived for ourselves, but for, quote, him who for their sake died and was raised. In verse 16, Paul gives us a consequence of Christ's love controlling us to die to ourselves and now live for Christ. He says he no longer regards anyone according to the flesh. That is to say that he no longer regards people according to their nationality, whether they are Jew or Greek, or their social status, whether they are are, are wealthy or even a Pharisee, or they're, they're poor or a tax collector, or their obedience to the law of Moses for being part of the people of God. He formerly viewed Jesus as a heretic deserving of death, but no longer. Now he knows righteousness from God is available through faith in Jesus, as he says at the end of this section. Since he no longer regards anyone in that way, that is according to the flesh, he now regards those who are in Christ as new creations. The if anyone, there is a condition to experience the new creation. Only by being in Christ, that is, being united to Christ in relationship with him through faith, does one experience new creation. So as I said at the beginning of this week, this is where we kind of diverge from uh, all people to those who are in Christ. This new creation is nothing less than what it seems. It is a wholesale restoration of the human person, first inwardly, then outwardly upon the resurrection of the body. As we see from chapter 4 here in 2 Corinthians verses 16 to 18 and 1 Corinthians 15, 35 to 58, which is Paul's long treatment of the resurrection and the resurrection of the body. The theme of newness could be thought of as the theology of the whole New Testament. 
Christians as new creations are to be the beginning, the microcosm, uh, and even the catalyst of Christ's restoration of all creation. The new creation of the Christian is to signal and point to the new creation of cosmos. We are to represent, herald, and participate in the work of Christ as he declares, I am making everything new. The old person has passed away. The old person is gone with his or her values, truths, priorities, and pursuits. The new has come. New Testament scholar and commentator Murray Harris says on this text, when a person becomes a Christian, he or she experiences a total restructuring of life that alters its whole fabric, thinking, feeling, willing, and acting. Anyone who is in Christ is under new management and has, quote, altered priorities ahead. To use the wording sometimes found in shop windows and in Britain on roads. Apparently in Britain, they have a road sign that says altered priorities ahead. I looked it up and according to the internet, it's true. This is the sign for the new Christian life. It's a perfect example of it. When we are made new creations in Christ, he transforms our minds. He renovates our hearts and begins the process of totally transforming us into his image, making us a new creation. This transformation leads to a transformation of what we pursue as well. This is where we'll pick up in a few weeks when we begin the second half of this campaign. Remember, if we are to live and and pursue what is rooted in our true identity, for Christians, this is the heart of the matter. Are we pursuing what is rooted in our new creation in Christ, the fact that we are new creations in Christ, and therefore are we pursuing out of that identity? Or are we pursuing things out of our old self, our old identity? It must be rooted at the core of who we are in Christ. Today, I invite you to reflect on simply what it means to be a new creation in Christ. Tell your story of how you have been made new. What aspects of your old self are gone and what aspects have arisen as a part of the new self? How has Jesus changed your pursuits in life?